Okay, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. Um, so I'm a little sad because Ellie, um, because of prom, she isn't going to be, be able to make it today. She said her hair appointment is going long, so she won't be able to get give us like a little part of her testimony. But if you're ever talking to her, maybe you could ask her um, just what life was like before Jesus and then ask her to give that part of her testimony because it's really cool. Um, um, so yeah, it, it finally feels like it's summer. The sun is shining and it's so warm and there's been lots of walks going on and lots of fun things that are outside. It just like feels like a different vibe. And so I'm really excited because summers at Village are so fun. Um, and yeah, just, sorry, I'm going to move my, I like try to stand and then I'm like, I like to sit. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, keep inviting your friends because it'd be so cool to, uh, my, my vision and, like, obviously this is in the Lord's hands. It would be so exciting if we got enough people here where we could move to the sanctuary and, like, use, like, the screen and stuff like that. But, obviously, this is so fun, too, and I'm so thankful for it. But, like, what a cool goal would that would ha- be to, like, invite enough people that we fill up the connect room and we have to move out to the sanctuary. That would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, today is the beginning of our Let's Talk About Let's Talk About It series. And if you want, there are little pieces of paper in the back that give a little schedule of the topics we're going to hit. And so that way you know what's coming up. You can research if, that, if that's what you want. You can not come if it's a topic that's sensitive to you. Um, maybe you can come in knowing what we're going to talk about. That way it's not like, boom, we're talking about this, and it just kind of like shakes you a little bit. Um, and then also, like, if I would encourage you, if you are under 18, to share it with your parents as well. I'll be sending out an email to parents later this week um, with the list of what we're going to go through just so that they're aware. Um, so yeah, the goal of this series is to cover taboo topics, and we only I've only planned it through July, and so if there's any other topics that are on your mind, on your heart, let me know. I'd love to um, make that a thing, um, and the goal of this series is to cover those things that the church often skips over, but I also don't want this to be a series where we're like, I wish the church talked about this more, the church should do more. Um, I wish this was talked about more because the church does cover a lot. It's just sometimes we don't cover everything. And so that's the purpose of this series is to go into depth with those topics that maybe on a Sunday morning a pastor isn't going to be like, all right, let's talk about this. Um, But the church is doing its best. We just have to also be okay with having these conversations ourselves in a biblical perspective. Um, So yeah, with that being said, there are going to be a lot of topics that we probably disagree on or have different views on or maybe are challenged with. But I just want to set the stage and set the expectation right here that I want this place to be a place of love and understanding um, where we can disagree and agree and um, share ideas and ask questions in a way that's not belittling, not um, threatening, not like if someone comes in here and has a different view than us, I want them to feel like they can come back the next week and still feel welcomed and loved. Um, So, yeah, I just want to set the stage, set the expectation there that there's a way to disagree and yet still love one another and be friends. Um, So, yeah, I hope that's what we can facilitate here this summer, and I'm very excited um, because I think the Lord is the only one that's going to be able to help us do that, and if we look to Him, then everything will be just fine. Um, So, yeah, this week, highly requested topic uh, because right now, the fascination, the dependence on crystals is very prevalent, especially in high school and young adults, specifically women. But I would just say the whole like young adult, um, high school age, age group. And so a lot of high school girls have asked me how to, how do I deal with this? How do I talk to friends about this? My friend does this. Is this wrong? Um, and so I was like, okay, after we finish Sermon on the Mount, we will do this right after Sermon on the Mount. 
And then we finished the Sermon on the Mount after eight months. So this is the long-awaited <laughs> topic, and I'm very excited to dive in. Um, so yeah, how many of you guys have ever had a friend or maybe an experience or someone that you know who trusts and believes in crystals? Okay, so like half of us in here. Um, that's crazy. And then I would say like in our high school group, I would say most of our girls have friends or have had experiences with people that believe in crystals, trust in crystals. So today we're going to dive into like exactly where these crystals come from, what they believe, what our friends are thinking when they're like putting these crystals around their neck and like like almost praying to these crystals, like what what's going on? What are they actually believing in? What are they messing with? Where does it come from? And I just want to throw it out there that I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I started researching this. It is a lot bigger than I ever imagined and a lot um, darker than I ever imagined. But also another preface, our God is big and strong and powerful. We have nothing to fear. Our God reigns. He's victorious. And so everything that we talk about here, even though it's real and it's scary and Satan is a real person and not a per. I don't, he's not a person. He's like a, he's a real thing, right? And so even though he's real and he's working, that doesn't mean that we should fear him because he's already destroyed. He's already gone. God reigns. He reigns victorious. And one day we're going to be in a place where there is no evil anymore. Um, so yeah, let's begin where crystals come into the picture. Um, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12. Um, the very beginning of the Bible, um, this is God's commands to the Israelites as they start interacting with people, groups that are different than them. Um, so they were saved out of Egypt. They are by themselves for a while in the wilderness. And now they are entering new lands, meeting new people, taking over different lands. And God is giving them commands on what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Um, so, Andrea, are you there? Yeah. Could you read... Um, 9 through 12 for us. When you enter the land that the Lord your God has given you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or is who a me- or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord because of the same detestable practices the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. Hmm. So basically God is saying, do not take any part in the things that you see that are not of me, which include witchcraft, magic, um, sorcery, all these things. They existed long before today, right? Nothing new is under the sun. We talked about that this Sunday. It's just the same cycle. And so what we're going through today with things that we're confronted with, like magic, sorcery, things that have no explanation to them, we think, have been happening since the beginning of time. And so God's saying to his people, don't take part in this. This is not for you. Um, and then in Ezekiel 13, this is where we see the first mention of like a crystal type thing. Um, so Ezekiel 13, 18, and then I'm going to skip to verse 20. Um, do, do, do. And, and thus says the Lord, woe to women who sew magic bands upon all wrists and make veils for heads of persons of every stature and hunt for their souls. Will you hunt down souls belonging to my people and keep their souls alive? And then skipping down to verse 20. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I'm against your magic bands with which you hunt the souls like birds. And I will tear them from your arms and I'll let the souls of whom you hunt go free, the souls like birds. Your veils will also tear off and you deliver my people out of your hand and they shall be no more in your hands as prey. You shall know that I am the Lord. 
All right, so these magic bands that they would wear, they would have like these crystals or these rocks on them, and they were called amulets, I think. And that is basically the same thing that we have today, that we see today, are people like wearing like crystal necklaces that they think have special powers or having crystals at home that they think do special things. So again, this is not new, right? This is what the Israelites were facing anytime they went into a new land. Um, and so it was, it happened back then and it's happening now. Um, so the Bible is actually the best source of wisdom for how to deal with it. Um, and then in Exodus seven, um, I won't read the whole thing, but we see this interesting interaction between Moses who has God's power and he's changing his staff into a snake and he's like changing the water into blood and he's making frogs come. And then the magicians of Pharaoh are doing the same signs back. So they also turned a stick into a snake. They also turned water into blood and they also multiplied frogs and they're doing it all with these special powers. It's not this like weird magic trick or optical illusion. They're actually using like magic right and so that shows us that they're actually connecting with a spiritual realm that there is some sort of like they like they're not using god's power moses was using god's power and over and over again moses's power outdid the power of the egyptians but the egyptians were worshiping what they thought were gods but what they actually were worshiping were demons um so very interesting um because when you think about it um all those gods that the Egyptians were worshiping, they're not real, right? But somehow they were able to like tap into this like spiritual re- re- realm. <laughs> Struggle with my art sometimes. Um, the spiritual realm and that spiritual realm isn't just like the ancestors. It's literally evil itself. Um, so again, this is not anything that we have to be scared of because we're saved. We're God's people. We have nothing to fear. Um, but this is going on. And then Ephesians six twelve, it tells us that the battle we fight is not physical. It's not a flesh and blood, but it's a spirit. It's of spirits and principalities. Um, it's so it's confirmed. There's angels and there's demons. There's a constant battle going around us that we cannot see, but it's real. And sometimes we forget that it's there, um, but it's happening. And so it's one of those things where like we shouldn't focus on it too much. We had a coffee and conversations about this one time of like what is spiritual warfare, and it's like well spiritual warfare is happening. It is real, but we have to keep our focus on God. Like God alone, He's the one that's fighting this battle for us. We have eyes forward on Him. Um, So it's good to be wise and to be shrewd and to know this stuff is going on, but like never focus on it too much because God's got it all under control. He's God, right? Um, So we have nothing to fear. The battle's already won. Um, So yeah, any questions up to this point? Kind of a lot at once. Um, So basically people who trust in crystals believe that crystals hold energies. It's like like a crystal is like a compact source of energies that hold special powers to do different things. So like some crystals heal, some crystals they believe will bring you prosperity. Some crystals they think will help with like mental clarity. Some crystals they think will even connect you to your ancestors or make you feel connected to the spiritual realm or whatever they want. Basically they can come up with a crystal for it. Um, So in a way it seems really innocent, right? Because it's like, oh, it's just a crystal. Like it's like a good luck charm almost like that's sweet. Um, But Once you truly understand where these crystals come from, it's like, oh, we want no part with those Mm -hmm. crystals because it's kind of like a gateway drug into a 
variety of other evil things um, that we want nothing to do with. So again, as I was researching this lesson, I was mind blown about how complicated this was. And it's complicated because this is basically a choose your own religion. Anything that sounds good to you, you add to your basket. It's a buffet of things that look amazing, um, that look appetizing, and you can take anything you want, but it's all poison because it's not truth. Um, so anyone that follows this kind of way of thinking. It's kind of like Hinduism, where you just create your own path. You create your own thing. If you want to connect with this spiritual realm, if you want to connect with this, if you want health, if you want to connect with your ancestors, put it in your basket, put it on your plate. You can make it happen for yourself. Um, and that will be what you believe. Um, so where exactly does the belief in crystals and rocks come from? It stems from something called the occult. So that's O-C-C-U-L-T. Um, have you guys ever heard of this you have Delaney yeah, yeah. Um, so basically any expert quote-unquote who recommends or push pushes to trust in crystals to believe in crystals probably has some sort of link into the occult and the occult is the study of supernatural influences and powers and it's very very broad so there's a lot of different ways to like to get involved with it or like different paths you can take because again it's like a choose your own religion you can do whatever you want um, and basically this includes witchcraft wicca like ouija boards palm reading um, communication with spiritual realm like spiritual people astrology crystals all this stuff is kind of like under the umbrella of the occult and it's like not good right it is so dark and we this stuff is never ever ever okay for a christian to even mess with which makes it really hard for us to know how to witness to our friends that are getting into that kind of stuff because it's like that stuff is like the opposite of where i'm at like i'm a child of light i have no part with the darkness um so we're going to kind of dive into that more today um but then um and then under the occult, there's obviously a lot of different things that stem out from it. And one thing that crystals kind of come from is from the New Age movement. Have you guys ever heard of the New Age movement? Um, so basically, the New Age movement emphasizes personal transformation. So it's like becoming your best self um, or like healing yourself. So practices such as like yoga or healing crystals or meditation or manifestation all kind of link into the New Age movement. Um, so like, like things that we say even like good vibes or like I'm feeling good energies or like connect with your inner self like all those kind of stem from this new age movement which also blew my mind because like we see that all over Instagram and we see it like in our conversations and stuff and it's like this connect with your inner self get into your inner self like there or like connect with the earth you know that kind of stuff all stems from the new age movement um, so for you guys as you hear this kind of stuff it sounds a little crazy right but why do you think people would be drawn to believing in this type of stuff? What's appealing about it? Like, there's not a conviction. Mm. <laughs> so there's not yeah. a part that says, like, Riley, you're doing this wrong. Here's what we need to do correctly. Mm. It's, what do I need to do to fix Right. How do I lift myself higher and prosperity and hmm. my toe hurts? Which crystal? Like it's not. There's not a. Here's what I'm doing wrong. Like, actually fix it. Hmm. It's add all these things to my basket and call on other things to fix it for me. Hmm. And we call on the Lord to help us fix things. Right. 
But it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not the same to ask a rock to help you fix something than it is to ask the Lord right. to help you fix something. So, like, why do you think that people want to ask a rock rather than God? A rock's not going to talk back. A rock's not hmm. going to convict you and say, yeah. oh, Andrea, no, Riley, you are really doing this wrong. Yeah. Like, here's the proof in your life that you're doing it wrong. Hmm. It's yeah. going to say nothing yeah a rock rock or the universe isn't gonna say die to yourself and follow me like it sounds good to be able to just find your inner self and yeah and everything that's with the new age movement it's all about like self-empowerment and manifesting Mm -hmm. this thing and make a like what is it called like a goal board or something yeah whatever that's not and like it's a good thing to write out your goals and see them sometimes that's not what i'm debating but like when you get to the point where it's like I put it on the wall and I'm manifesting like it's all about self lifting up and self Mm -hmm. like being and it's different from having confidence it's Mm. like taking because we all need confidence but it's taking confidence to an unhealthy level yeah yeah unhealthy place yeah and like the whole like taking your thoughts and trying to make them reality that's just trying to be God, right? Because God alone can take his thoughts and his words and make them reality. And so it's just like, huh, it's just right back to the first sin of the world of like Eve wanted to be God. She wanted the knowledge of God. And yeah, yeah, so good. What, what else do you guys, why do you guys think people are drawn to this kind of belief, this way of life? I think it seems so like, the other probably seems like fun and like mysterious. Yeah. And, like, kind of new and like, oh, like magic. Like, hmm. seems so like. I know that, um, so that video that you sent me, well, so like, right, right, I watched this video of this girl that was like involved in like the, like, occult stuff and then like became a Christian after. And she was saying, like, the music that she was listening to, like, on the way to like her, like, initiation yeah. to like convince herself that like magic was good was like the Fantasia theme song from like Disney. What? Yeah. yeah. I'll so send you guys the video because it it's was, really interesting. It was really good. But she was like she was like magic is portrayed as like such a good thing in like so many like films and like children's yeah. stories and stuff. So it's like um like they can convince themselves that it's like Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Yeah, I was reading a study also that showed that women who are part of the feminist movement are more likely to trust in crystals and get involved in the new age movement and the occult because it gives them a sense of power and control and they want like like if you are a if you are like that like i because i think i like i think that women should absolutely have equal rights right and they are valuable but i'm not like you know like the gung-ho like, all the way feminist, walking without a shirt in the street, you know? Um, but, like... <laughs> Thank you for that. We appreciate that. As we go to the feminist, close to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if boys can, so can I. Um, but, and so I think that, like, they really crave that equality, that power, the... And so, like, that, the draw of, like, you can have anything you want, and you can manifest anything you want, and using this crystal, you can create you whatever you desire like that is so appealing to them and it makes sense it's just like one temptation leads to another it's just a rabbit hole um so yeah very interesting and then also another thing that draws people in are is anyone who has lost a loved one um so a lot of these practices say that like you can connect with a loved one if you if you 
get into it so like someone might say here wear this crystal it'll make you feel connected to your mom if your mom had passed away um well that crystal uh, the thing about people who have passed on is that you can't connect with them once they've passed um that's like a tough reality to swallow especially since in our culture it's like we we assume that they are like oh my grandma's watching over me with like in a way yeah in in a way it's like okay maybe god like sovereignly put that butterfly there to remind you of your grandma and remind you of like her life um but once like our loved ones pass on we will not talk to them until we're in heaven Mm -hmm. and so this like lie of like hey you'll be able to connect with your like your mom your dad your sister your friend who passed away it's a lie and actually some of these these things are so dark that it actually doesn't connect you to them it connects you to evil and and the devil is sneaky and he likes to disguise himself as things that are good um we'll talk about that a little later um but it's so tempting for someone who is going through a devastating loss because they see that hope of like oh if i could just talk to my mom if i could just feel close with her again and like my heart breaks for them because it is because we as christians have that hope of like one day i will be in heaven and one day I will see my loved one again, or one day I will be with the Lord and I will never, ever feel this pain again. But for someone who doesn't walk with Jesus, someone who doesn't know that Jesus is their savior, there is no hope. And so a crystal that is promised to them looks like the best thing ever because they don't, they have never tasted the good hope that we have in Christ. Um, so I think just like understanding where our friends and our family and the people that we run into, your coworkers who trust in crystals that may, maybe are involved in the new age movement or the occult, understanding like how they got there is like so important. So our hearts can remain soft um, and compassionate so that we can accurately share the gospel with them in a way that hopefully will have an impact. Um, but because it is hard to look from the outside and be like, you worship a rock that is so dumb mm-hmm. but to think oh she lost her mom when she was 11 and she really desperately wants to talk to her mom again and that's what led her to do this um it's something that's just helps soften your heart a little bit um so yeah i have a quote in here that basically explains um i'm not going to read it it's it's really long it, it explains why like witchcraft magic the new age movement, whatever people believe that are, that is in this realm, why it's so appealing. And it's basically because you can choose your own adventure, choose your own, whatever you want, um, get whatever you want. Um, so yeah, it, it's like empty promises, right? It's no different than any other sin, any other evil. It disguises itself as good, but it's just poison and darkness on the inside. It promises more knowledge. It promises more peace. It promises health, but it actually just leads to death. It might give you that for a moment, but it never fills you, never satisfies you. And of course it won't because it's not God. It's not Jesus. It's not goodness. And so nothing of this world will ever fill us. Um, 2 Corinthians 11, 14 says that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Um, so as Christians, we have to know this because Satan often disguises himself in ways that look very appealing, very good. Like that could never be wrong because that looks so good from the outside. It promises so many good things. Um, but we know that there's a spiritual realm. We know that there's a battle and it's a, it's an intricate, hard battle. Um, and that's what's exactly is happening here with any friends that are trusting and believing in this kind of stuff it looks so appealing to them they're like there's no way this can be wrong this feels so good this this looks so good how could this be wrong but satan is tricky and he knows what he's doing um so we must be wise we have to cling to the truth and remind ourselves that god is greater god is stronger he is already victorious and our god is light and truth um and 
we as Christians have the Holy Spirit inside of us. I don't know if you guys have ever had um, a moment where you just know you just know you're not supposed to be somewhere. You know something's wrong. And I often think that God just like gives us the Holy Spirit to show us what is truth and what is not. Um, so like your friend is like talking about something they believe in and you like know for certain that's wrong. Well, that's the Holy Spirit sh- telling you, no, wrong, wrong. Trust in me. Look to me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, so yeah, go ahead and turn to Ephesians 5. Um, like I keep saying, none of this is new, right? None of this crazy stuff is new. Um, people throughout all history have been practicing these things. Um, and yeah, and I kind of already hit on this, but it, it all kind of ties back to the original sin. So Eve, when she ate the apple, she ate the apple because Satan promised her, you will be like God, right? You will have power like God. You will have knowledge like God. You will have power, like power, I said power, but you'll basically be God, right? And then she took that apple and she bit into it because she wanted that power and it only brought death and destruction, right? So this is not new, um, and the Bible has everything that we need. Um, so the early church in Ephesus, I was doing some research, and it's a port city. So like lots of people coming in and out of, of the city of Ephesus. So that means that there's a lot of different people that are believing a lot of different things. So it became the pagan worship capital of the world. Um, Roman citizens would come here to worship their false gods. Um, and I studied like a little, like, deeper into the city of Ephesus, and I also learned that it was filled with people who practiced things similar to the occult. Um, And in Acts 19, Paul actually visits Ephesus, and it's filled with, like, dark and evil things of magic and lots of different things that we we see today, too. Um, And we're going to come back to that passage because it actually ends with a lot of hope. Um, And so... I'm talking fast. I'm like out of breath. (laughs) Um, um, I'll slow down a little bit. Um, So Paul in Ephesians 5 addresses two questions that I believe we are still in need of today. He answers, how can I stand firm in this darkness as a a follower of Christ? So um, how can we keep being Christians in such a dark area? And then two, how can I witness to those around me? Um, So yeah, keep in mind Paul is writing this to a church who is living in a town and a city full of darkness. So Ephesians 5, 6 through 14. Macy, would you mind reading that for us? Yeah. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Awesome. All right, so who are we according to this passage? What does Paul tell us that Christians are? Children of light. Children of light. Um, so should we have anything to do with the practices of darkness? No. no. Yeah. What are, what does he say to do instead? Try to discern hmm. like, what is, what is good, what is bad. Yeah. Like, discern. Make it your mission to like figure out what the light is and what the dark Yeah. Is. Like weed it out. Yeah. Sift it out. Yeah. What else does he tell us to do? Expose the darkness. Yes. Expose <laughs> the darkness. So how do we do that? How do we expose the darkness by not being even by not being part of the darkness? So like let me rephrase that. How do we expose the darkness if we're not in the darkness? Snuff it out with 
lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for our friends and our coworkers that are into this kind of stuff, what does it mean to, like, expose with light mm-hmm. to them? I mean, maybe they don't know the gravity of what they're doing. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe they're just like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm doing this, like, my friends do it. Like yeah. It's, it, uh, it's working out for me so far, like, I feel like I'm doing better, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, this is what you're actually doing. Like, right. did you know that you're probably talking to a demon right now? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have no idea. Yeah. 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 Yeah crazy like even if you're just trying to help a friend understand that she's sinning in some way or mm. even something as simple as I'm gonna use you and me that you don't speak about Luke nicely right if I'm trying to I expose to you little Luke you, or big Luke huh little Luke or big Luke well either of them but so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like big Luke your husband right if I have noticed in you that you don't speak about your husband kindly mm. I'm probably my first tactic is not going to be to come out swinging and say Riley mm. be nice to your husband yeah. Right? Yeah. it's going to just be to be like very intentional and hmm. show you the way that I treat my husband, the way that I talk about my husband, not in an arrogant way, just hmm. a very plain like yeah to participate when you are talking right. about family, right? So and just showing people the opposite of what they're doing, like the truth versus their lies and falseness and whatever it is, just showing them yeah. what the other side is like what the other way is, what the other option is, hmm. is often convicting enough. Yes. To at least get them to ask about it, hmm. and then you can, like like Macy said, like, here's what you're doing, here's what's wrong. Yeah. But sometimes starting that conversation is hard. Hmm. So even just, like, exposing yeah. the other side right. is enough hmm. to show them what they're doing. Right, because the other side is so bright that oh, it yeah. has to shine through. Yeah, that is so good. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think it comes down to not being afraid to say the name of Jesus, not being afraid to talk about the gospel to them. Um, but I was talking to Ellie because I wanted to get a better understanding of like what goes on because I've never tried to witness to someone who believes in crystals. That's just not something that I've ever done. And so, and she has. And so she, I was like asking her what it's like, and she just says that they are the hardest people to talk about it to because they are not receptive at all. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, huh, and. Then it hit me. I was like, of course they're not receptive to it. They're literally messing around with the opposite of God. They're intertwined with the things that are evil and dark and wrong. So, of course, they're going to be like, no, stop. Like, that's stupid. Don't share the gospel with me. No way. Jesus, nope. Or they might twist it in a way that makes sense in their worldview. Or maybe they just kind of make fun of the fact that you believe in God. And the reason that they do that is because... They're so into the things that are not of God that it seemed that God seems silly to them. God seems dumb to them. Um, but I was listening to a testimony of a girl, the same one that I sent Macy, which I think I'll send to you guys after this, um, where she said that she tried to just fit Christianity into, she tried to put Christianity on her plate. So she was like going through her buffet and then she saw Christianity. And she's like, oh, put it on my plate. But she's like, it didn't fit. Like, 
I, there was no way that I could have Christianity and everything else. I tried so hard to make it seem like I was a Christian or make it seem like I still followed Jesus, but it just, I was, it just didn't have, it never worked because yeah. Christianity doesn't just fit on your plate. Christianity is your plate. Like that is all you have. Right. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's, it was, she was kind of saying like, I considered myself a Christian the whole time I was doing yeah. other classes. Then when she found out what the like, actual Christian truth was, she was like, oh, that's what it is? Yeah. Like, this is, like, that's what Christian means? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So even though it's just a crystal, like Julia said, like, her friends, like, will say, oh, it's just, like, fun. It's just my friends do it. It's like cool. It's like trendy almost. Mm -hmm. Um, even though it's just a crystal, it's still linked to something that is so wrong, so evil. And like I said, it's like a gateway to something that is even worse. Right. Um, that's what I was going to say that like one of the other reasons that it's probably so like people are so interested in it. It's mm. it's like, it's like a cultural, it's like a popular thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a trend. Yeah. It's a trend. so true you know like how why would I give up being the right. top like why right. would I give up being the best right huh so of course it's hard to talk to them about it yeah yeah oh for sure yeah I just I think of like that verse that says like the the wisdom of God is foolishness to those who are perishing yeah, yeah. and so like when you talk to a friend who has her hope in a crystal and she's gonna be like Ellie told me that they call them that she'll be like she'll be talking to a friend that likes crystals or whatever and her friend will be like well you believe in like a sky daddy so and her sky yeah and she's like yeah and ellie's like well you like you know it just like like it's i know and so it's just like it just shows that like they really think that people that are that are lost that are on the wide path that are literally heading towards destruction they think that god is stupid and it's because the devil is sneaky and he switches the truth, right? God is light. God is good. God is perfect and holy and loving. And he switches the truth in any way possible, bends it, twists it, manipulates it so that people believe otherwise. And that's what he does. And that's what he'll do until God comes, until Jesus comes back and defeats him once and for all. Um, so yeah. So then we're brought to the question of like, okay, what do I do? right? Because we want to stand for truth. We want to help our friends. We want to not have anything to do with the darkness. So what do we do? And Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 20, the classic armor of God. Um, this is Paul's encouragement to Christians living in a dark place that is heavy with spiritual warfare and heavy with evil. 
Um, so I'll read this for us. Um, and then if you like circling in your Bible or drawing in your Bible or just circle every single thing that you're called to put on as a Christian. Um, and then also, cir- and also like put a square around the word strong. Every time, you, I mean not strong, stand. Anytime you see the word stand or withstand or any word that portrays stand, s- square it. All right, I'll read it for us. Um, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes of your feet, having put on the circumstances, sorry, put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace and all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication to all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Ooh, so good. And it's even better when you read it in the context of like what we're talking about here, because it makes it even that much real. Um, So classic question. We've all read over the armor of God, but what are we called to put on as Christians? What are the things that um, Paul tells the Christians that they need to gear up with. Mm-hmm. Helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation protects you. Protects your head. Shield of faith. Breastplate of righteousness. Yep. Shoes of the gospel of peace. Yep. And then this doesn't have any like um, armor put with it, but he just says praying always. Praying is the best piece of armor you can put on. Um, it's tempting to think that it's us against evil, like me against evil, but it's not, right? We're in Christ, and Christ has already defeated evil. He's the one that does all the work. We are the ones that are called to just be faithful, to look to him, to cling to him, to fight, but to know that we're that he's fighting for us. Um, so what does this passage tell us that we're supposed to do over and over again? Stand firm. Stand firm. So it doesn't say run and go get them and do all these crazy things it's literally just like put all this on so you can just stand like you're wearing the armor of god so that you just stand in one place um so that's all we're called to do is just stand to be firm it's not our responsibility to fight evil um if it was that would i would not want that like don't put me in charge of that put god in charge of that um god reigns and has the victory we are required to just stand firm in him to literally cling to the word of god to trust in him, to look to him, to wash ourselves with the truth that is the word, and we are called to just stand. We are not the fi- we are the fighters, but God is the one that has already won the battle. Um, he is stronger, and when we cling to the word of God and hope in him, we can trust that we're on the right side, even if it doesn't look right right now. Um, so, yes, mm, uh, messed up my notes. Sorry. Um, so we. Huh? Yes, go for it. So, I didn't realize this until I was bored the last time I heard a sermon (laughs) about the armor of God, and I was drawing all the little things 
I was like, like literally, there's a little dude in my Bible. <laughs> it's uh, all labeled. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was because I was bored and I was trying not to fall asleep. But there's only one weapon. The rest of it mm. is just like protection, right? Defense things so that we ourselves are not harmed. And the only weapon is the Word of God. So mm. he's supposed to be doing all the work, anyways. And it's what you said a second ago. Like, yeah, we're just supposed to be here, and God's supposed to do the work. But even in just a a simple metaphor, the Lord is just proving that hmm. we don't need to actually do anything. Yeah. We just need to be protected hmm. and ready to defend the Word of God. Right. And let the Word of God do its thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because the Word of God is like way more powerful than our own words. Oh, and yes. like it's what we need for ourselves and it's what other people need too. Yeah. That's good. I remember you saying that before, and it's just, like, so good to hear that over and over again because that really is our only weapon. But then how often do we neglect it, too? Because well, like, probably so often. If it's our only weapon, why, don't, why aren't we reading it all the time? Why aren't we studying it all the time? Why aren't we just, like, washing ourselves with it? Because if it's our weapon for life, then we need to, like, use it, you know? Well, like, you need to know how to use it. Like, if yeah. you're a police officer, well, maybe that's a controversial example. If you're in the military, right, and your hmm. job is to use a gun or whatever you practice with it you don't just show up on day one hmm. and go, all right i'm ready let's go yeah and you spend months training and practicing or even if you're hunting to feed your family that's a better example that's less controversial hmm. right you practice right you make sure you know how you're going to use it you know all the little things you know your tendency to lean right when you're supposed to the gun's going to go left mm-hmm. or whatever right? right you should be practicing with the same like hmm. passion and intention to yeah. use our weapon also that's good that's really good Hmm. Yeah, it does take a lot of time and practice, but it's always worth it. Um, so, yeah, we might look at our friends, especially after we have conversations with them, and they're, like, so, like, not willing to even consider the gospel. Um, and we might think, there's no way. Like, I, like God, how, like, how would you save someone like this? Um, but with God, all things are possible, right? In Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, um, again, Ephesians. Ephesians is just full of stuff. Um Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, da, 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 says, um, hmm, okay. Oh, no, I'm in Ephesians 4. <laughs> um, it says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we could ever ask or think, according to the power at the work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, so with God, all things are possible. Your friend who seems so far gone, whether they trust in crystals or they're doing something else, it is possible for them to be saved. Um, go ahead and turn with me to Acts 19. This is where we will end today. I think this is the most hopeful passage that we could end with. Um, so in Acts 19, um, verse 17 through 20, um, Paul is in Ephesus, right? So the same, the same town, the same church that got that letter of the book of Ephesians is the same town that Paul is in right now. And he is interacting with people that are possessed by demons. Um, and he's in a group of people that are witches, who are practicing magic, who believe in things that are probably include, include crystals or in that same realm. Um, and this passage shows us the power of the name of Jesus. Um, so yeah, Paul is witnessing in the midst of darkness. I'll go ahead and read 17 through 20 for us. Um, uh, and this became known to all the residents of Ephesus. So Paul just... He just released a demon from a man by saying the name of Jesus. 
So that's where we pick up here in verse 17. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who are now believers came, confessing and divulging their practices, and a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted the value of them and found them to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of God continued to increase and prevail mightily. Mm, so good, right? What changed these people's hearts? What happened here? They were shown proof that Jesus is bigger than all this other stuff. Yeah. Been attached to. Yeah. They realized in a moment that, wow, the power of Jesus is way more powerful than the power of the things that I've been involved with. Mm-hmm. And they were so convinced that they burned and they got rid of every single thing that had to do with it. Yeah. yeah. And so that just shows us that our friends, whether they are trusting in a crystal or they are involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in, or maybe they're just lost, right? That shows that people need to know that God is powerful, that God is good, that there is a way to get to God through Jesus, and that is the only way. Um, and when someone's heart changes, you'll know, right? They want to just change everything. They want to give their whole life to the Lord. They're willing to get rid of anything, anything, right? Um, It might be a process. Sometimes it's hard to get rid of all the stuff. But for the most part, someone who's changed wants nothing to do with their old life, and they want to step into the new life. Um, And the verse that I love so much is verse 20. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. So this is a reminder that no matter how dark the darkness is here, the word of God, the gospel, the Lord is going to prevail and he's going to prevail mightily. Nothing will stop our God. And we're on the side of good, right? We're on his side. There is nothing we have to fear. Even if you walk through the darkest dark, he is with you. He is guiding you. He's protecting you. We're on the side of good. We're with the God who prevails mightily no matter what is against him. Um, and our friends who trust in rocks and crystals and whatever else they're putting their trust in, they will never be filled. But we should be the most filled people in the whole world. Kind of like what Andrea said, we just have to show them the light, right? We are children of the light. We are filled with the spirit. We have joy. We have hope. We have trust in a sovereign and powerful God. And all we have to do is live like that's a reality to us. And I promise you, people that are in the darkness are going to see that and they're going to want it. Even if in the, in the day that you share it with them, it doesn't click for them that's okay. Maybe 10 years later it will. Maybe a few days later they'll come to you with a question. Um, Just keep living as children of the light and have nothing to do with darkness, but expose it. Um, And yeah, don't give up on telling them about Jesus. And remember that prayer is the most powerful tool, right? Because if God can change a heart, and if you have access to God in prayer as a believer, you should be praying for your unbelieving friends all the time because your prayers are powerful and God has the power alone to change their heart. Um, So yeah, um, I guess I'll kind of open this last part of our time up with just like any comments or questions or things that like are on your mind that you would like to say after this, after hearing the lesson. This stuff is so scary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so dark. Yeah. People think that it's real. Yeah. And I don't had experiences or heard stories of people and what they think and what they've tried to do and like what they've it's scary but you said this right when we started the power of God is so much bigger Hmm. and so my dad there was a group of friends it was when he was younger that was when Ouija boards I guess were getting really big and so they were all playing with it and his Hmm. dad 
I told him, you are never to engage with that stuff, yeah. to be part of it. And so literally, like, if this was the room, my dad was, like, standing outside the door. Like, mm. His friends were, like, watching in here. And the answer, like, they tried to call something. They tried to do something strange or whatever. And the answer literally was, I can't come. The presence of God is near. What? Whoa. Mm. So, <laughs> like... Our God is so big. Yeah. He is so big that mm. just his presence in a believer right. is enough to derail all of these other crazy mm. things that the devil's trying to yeah. do. So I I'm gonna say this hesitantly. <laughs> Your friends that believe in this don't like do what they do and mm. go be with them all the time. But yeah. Be near them, be around them because they need the light. They mm. need the presence of God in their life because you can do huge things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, it, just the Lord's presence, just the Holy Spirit, not even the big guy. Like, mm. just part of the Holy Spirit in a believer is enough to derail mm. what evil is doing. Yeah, that's you know? so good. Yeah. My question is like, who makes the crystals? Like, who mm-hmm. started it? Or yeah. like, well, like, who makes the yeah i i don't know about the ouija board thing i do know that like if you're ever like at a sleepover or a situation that a ouija board is present like leave 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 right away (laughs) because like every like and i like researched this a lot because i didn't want to just like because i was like this is probably just like some superstition or like whatever but it's not it's like so real like just don't have anything to do with it but like so i don't know where those come from I think that it's just. I don't. I think it's like some because it's like one of those things where it's like you can connect with someone who has passed. Yeah. And so, but it's just like so. Some people like want to connect with someone who has passed, or I don't know. It's just like, I don't. I don't know. It's just exciting and entertaining, and. So the really scary part is that all of this stuff is now in elementary schools. So like, if you were, I don't know, like if you guys heard of like I knew what they were in elementary school, like. It was like this, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk about it, and I'm, I'm like a rebel if I mention it or whatever. Yeah. But now kids make them in schools. Hmm. And, they like, and they're called something different. They're called something more innocent. But, like, they make these things, and you have to say this and do this and hmm. whatever. And, like, and no, I don't like that. Tiny, tiny humans. Yeah. Oh, I hate that so much. Like, I remember reading a book, and I think it was in, like, fourth or fifth grade, and it was this group of, like, elementary kids and they were I forget exactly what was going on but they were in like the basement of their school using a Ouija board and like we're reading this in like fourth grade yeah it's just part of our like culture and like there's whole movies about it and it just is so normal so yeah I think it's just like people just make them and they work somehow but for crystals like a lot of them are just actually like God's creation like they come they're actually crystals or like you know someone can like artificially make something too just like out of glass or different things but and that's like what's kind of sad about very sad about it that it's something that like is beautiful that god did create and there's gonna be like crystals on the streets of heaven like the the buildings in heaven and the streets of heaven are gonna be made out of gold and glass and crystals but like so like God created them because they're beautiful to display his glory, but people will take them and twist them. Just like every other thing that Satan tries to do, take something that's beautiful and good and twist it. But, yeah. I think one thing that's sometimes hard to toe the line of with this is, like, it's not just crystals. Like, people in 
this mindset like worship trees and mountains and like, mm, yeah. all of this other random stuff that's yeah. so beautiful but there's a difference between worship and we've said this before there's a difference between worshiping the creation yes and the creator yeah so if you really like mountains if you really like hiking if you really like sunsets whatever that's not a bad thing right, right? as long as your awe of them becomes because god literally spoke them into existence <laughs> yeah. like that's amazing yeah. instead of just like wow the sunset is so moving i'm gonna yeah. like it's my favorite color it must mean that i'm whatever that i'm special or yeah <laughs> yeah i don't even know what to come up with as a ridiculous thing because it's just so far-fetched yeah like it's okay to be in awe of creation and to be so amazed by it mm. and so just like floored by the beautiful things the lord has put in our world as long as that awe is for what god has done mm, that's good yeah, that's really good. I think it's also important to avoid the works and not so much the people. Like, yeah. it, it can get to a certain point where, like, yes, you need to separate yourself from those people. Right. But, um, witnessing to them and sharing the light as much as you can is important. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way to witness to them unless you're with them. Yeah. You can't be like, all right, I'm going to send you mail because <laughs> I guess you could. Like, you can get to a certain yeah yeah oh for sure yeah yeah especially like um we we talked about this a few weeks ago um when you share the gospel with someone multiple times and they just like shut it down every time it says do not give your pearls to swine and so it's it's that hard truth of like don't waste your time with people that have the like have hard hearts over and over and over again but move on to someone who's like has a softer heart um, and trust that God is going to handle that person with the hard heart, which takes a lot of wisdom and discernment because it seems wrong. Like, I never want to give up on them. But sometimes God's like, okay, you need to. You need to. Go use your time with someone else that will trust in me and will believe in me. Yeah. But, yeah. You've probably heard the apple analogy before. Like, you can't pick a fruit before it's ready. Yeah, so I, you keep yeah. trying to pick this unripe fruit. Oh, yeah. Somebody with a hard heart. Mm. It's never gonna have the full finish. Right. So you have to wait and find an apple that's ready. Right. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Not speaking to them as objects, just speaking to them as that's their heart. Right. Yeah. Just a metaphor. That's a good way to describe it. Hmm. I don't think I've heard that before. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Any other comments or questions? Cool. I I really hope that this doesn't like do you guys like do you are any of you guys leaving with like fear at all? That no. is not my goal. Okay. Good. That is not the goal. I just yeah, it's just so interesting that this stuff is present, but And yeah. then it's real. Like it's not fake. Yeah. Like yeah. it really exists. Like yeah. there are people's hearts that are set on this. Mm. Like it's not just some ridiculous thing somebody makes yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. Like, this is a visible way that the devil is working. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, like, one of those things that, like, I, I didn't, like, like, I know, like, chills. <laughs> I, like, I'm sure this hour that we spent together doesn't even hit the surface of, like, what's actually going on, like, mm-hmm. in practices such as the occult and the New Age movement and everything. Because I was, like, trying to get a grasp at what's going on but like 
my knowledge of it is still so limited and I'm perfectly content I think right now keeping it limited and not investigating it but yeah I hope that this was fruitful and gave you confidence in God over fear of the world because we have so much confidence and hope in God all right cool I have to pee really bad so let's pray (laughs) um (laughs) uh dear heavenly father lord we praise you that you are mighty that you are powerful that you are holy um that you already have victory god and that you live inside of us that we are your people thank you that we are children of light because you are light um thank you that you have promised us that one day you're going to come back and you're going to take back your creation um, and we are going to go with you and lord i just pray for anyone um, in our town in these schools um, that is practicing these things that believes in crystals or believes that they can achieve happiness through interacting with things that they shouldn't be lord you know them you know their stories you know their names and you love them lord save them speak to them work in them i pray for any of us that have interactions with people like this that you just give us boldness and courage to say the things that you want us to say to boldly proclaim the name of jesus to um, expose with the light And Lord, would you just help us trust you more in those times? Give us a confidence in who you are and in what you're doing. Um, And Lord, we just pray that your name would be glorified in this town and the world. And we just pray that your will would be done. And we trust you, Lord. Help us trust you more and just believe in you more. And God, we love you and we trust you. You hear me pray. Amen. Amen.